Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board the Stan program on WKOK. It used to be called On the Mark. We're going to call it On Stan's Mind. He's calling in right now. We would invite him to talk. Oh, it could be Eric. If somebody wants to respond to his remarks, call 1 800 795 9565. On Stan's show is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. <laughs> Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Or on the Stan's, on Stan's Mind. What's on Stan's Mind? Well, I just heard uh, was it CBS News that you play, right? No, no, we are uh, we are Fox News. Fox, yeah, uh-huh, okay. Now, uh, uh, I didn't hear anything on there about that they actually caught the the guy that shot up the subway. That was down, on yesterday. Down up yep. in New York, New York City. Well, they got him Did in I the morning. That? Yeah, well, that was in the morning yesterday. It was on all day yesterday. Oh, okay, but they, they no no further updates from them. Well, it's, ama- they, it's ama- What I'm going to say here is it's amazing how that because the the guy that did the deed doesn't fit the narrative that normally would be of a mass shooter, as they say, that it just kind of goes away real quick. <laughs> well, I think because he didn't kill anybody way. and they caught him pretty quickly, that's probably part of it. He did use a Glock, so they found his Glock at the scene, so at least that much is typical, right? Well, let's see. In New York City, having a firearm like that is illegal. In my understanding, it, it wasn't registered to him. But we're going to come after more guns. Is that what I hear? Heard from the from the governor? You're you're so irritated about this. You're not sure what makes you matter. <laughs> oh no! You know, none of it none of it surprises me. But because it's typical, you know, the shooters the shooter is not white. Okay, so the story goes away real quick because if it had been a white guy and he was shooting up a subway full of Asian Americans or Americans of Asian descent or even immigrants of Asian descent or Hispanics and black, which is, you know, New York's got a large population of all three. It would be nothing but wall-to-wall, 24-7 news for the next two weeks. Now, can, can you show me evidence of that? Of course, I know your perception is important, and so that's an opinion. That is important. There's no argument there. But it, can you show empirically that white shooters get lots more coverage than black shooters? Well, what, what is Surely the evidence? <laughs> I mean, what is the narrative normally of mass shooters? What, what do they say? The deranged They're white always guy. conservative white. That's mm-hmm. the news media brings this stuff. I ain't saying you are, Mark. <laughs> the general mainstream media okay. does that. That's your opinion, yep. No, it's pretty much out there that that's what they do. It's an opinion that's I mean, out it, there, okay. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's their opinion, yes. 
You know, I think all mass shooters should be taken out once they're caught, tried and convicted and hung in the public square. Executed. That's my opinion. You're going to have a lot of executions in Stanville. Well, well, quite frankly, Mark, if you executed these people, they would never commit crime again, would they? True. No, that is very true. And, right. and, and it wouldn't cost the taxpayer millions of dollars to keep them in prison. And I have a if feeling... If they're convicted and sentenced to life... And I have a feeling you're not going to go through the exhaustive appellate process and uh, review process that uh, current death penalty cases enjoy in Pennsylvania. This is probably something a little (laughs) swifter, correct? Well, frankly, you know, okay, in some cases it's questionable about whether or not the person did. They have to have irrefutable evidence. And I agree with that, okay? Because I don't want to kill somebody, you know, excuse somebody that maybe didn't do it if it's excused of it. Because that's been proven to be done. But... When there's video evidence of it and hundreds of eyewitnesses, this guy did it, I want him gone. Okay? Execution. Yes, executions. I, I want him gone after they're convicted of the crime because they don't deserve to walk the earth anymore. After a because fair the trial. victims that were killed by these people aren't walking the earth. They had no choice in the matter. That guy had a choice. He made his decision that he was going, whoever it was, made their decision to go out and kill someone, okay? So they made a conscious decision. That's what they were going to do. Once they're convicted with irrefutable evidence, I want them gone. Come on, Joe. And that's the way it should be. (laughs) Help me out here. Well, you know, let's face it. Irrefutable evidence has been presented in many cases where eventually it was found that the person was innocent. Occasionally. Occasionally. But when there's video evidence of it happening... No, nah, that's pretty irrefutable. Well, okay. no argument. That, that, that's what it's saying. And I'll, I'll give you the example. I've given it to you before. Out there in Aurora, Colorado, when the guy went in the movie theater and shot it up. All right? What happened? He came out, sat in the curb, and the people were going, he did it, he did it, he did it. Okay? And he had the guns beside him. What happened to him? He's sitting life in prison in Colorado. Quite frankly, he should have been executed. All right, we got you. All right, thank you so much, well, Stan. you know, the only problem I oh. see with, with executing people willy-nilly is that... Oh, willy-nilly. <laughs> he didn't say that. Well, you know, you talk about irrefutable evidence. The question enters my mind, what you define irrefutable, perhaps in a way I don't. There was a, a great uh, program on with Renee Zellweger called The Trouble, The Thing About Pam. It was a six-part miniseries that just ended, I think, on Monday night. And it's about a criminal named, a woman named Pam Pamela Hupp, who actually manufactured evidence, committed murders and manufactured evidence against other people, and how she manipulated the system mm-hmm. uh, to wind up, um, well, she's got life without parole right now, and she's being investigated for two other murders, but she, all the way through, manipulated the system. And that, that bothers me, that somebody could get away with manipulating the system to their own advantage for so long, because prosecutors don't want to admit they're wrong, or police don't deliver exculpatory evidence to the defense. You know, there's a lot that goes on in these trials, and not all of it's above board sometimes. Or people misremembering things. We always we find that's being studied more. We're finding that people think they saw something. Turns out they didn't. Yep. Well, I agree with you, Joe. That, that kind of stuff needs to be, you know, stopped. Those people need to but, be executed. But as I said, there are people sitting on death row that they know without a shadow of a doubt that they did it. Right. They shouldn't be sitting on, uh, you know... Life, life in prison. They shouldn't. Be, they shouldn't be sitting there. Right. They should be finished. <coughs> Done. Gone. 
Well, you know, your old friend Tom is next up. He refers to you as the driver of the clown car. I can hardly wait to see how that particular... Yeah, but he's got bigger shoes than I do and a bigger red nose than I do. So, And I'm sure the, the afro is probably what? bigger, too, than he oh, wears his wigs. Well, I, I can hardly... Multicolored, probably, also. I can hardly wait to hear who he's going to blame the 11% inflation on, because it surely isn't anybody in the Democratic Party. Has it multi- is it 11? I thought it was only eight, nine point four, or is it 8.6, whatever it was. I, I, I lose track of it because it's going up so fast. On top of the money, it was 11%. I thought they, they said yesterday. I may, may be wrong in that. I, I don't know. I won't dis- dispute that. I guess it was a mm, average in March. It was, what, 9-something, or was yeah. it 8-something? Either two, way, it was too high. Too high. <laughs> right. Thank you, sir. Thank, Thank you, Stan. You. All right, have a great Take care. One. Enjoy you, your ride in the clown car. Thank you for everybody who tuned in to the uh, always our 10-minute segment of On Stan's Mind, so we appreciate that. We're going to move back to On the Mark. One of our listeners says the New York shooter came from Philadelphia. He drove to New York City. Stan Gunn was registered to him. I'm not sure what they're trying to say. Stan there. the Gun was registered to him? Could be, yeah. You he purchased put, it at a pawn shop, that I heard, in uh, Ohio. Yeah, years ago. Uh, and one of our good listeners points out that this particular incident was not fatal. No one was killed Thank in the New York City that. subway incident. Uh, okay, now we're going to switch. We're going to start up a new show called On Tom's Mind. Tom's a great listener. It gives us great information and many things to talk about. Hello, sir. Thanks for calling in. Well, it, it's always nice to hear from Mehmet. Mehmet. Emmett. Oh, Emmett. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't call about the guns. I mean, Emmett Kelly, world-famous clown. Oh, okay. I, I would have never thought about that in a million years. Joe. Some questions for Joe. Fire how away. many countries are in the United States, are in the, in the whole world, Joe? How many countries? I think about 143, no, I 150, something. 200? No, there's 195. 195, okay. I 195 countries in the whole world. How many... Of those countries is Joe Biden the president of? 195, because he's the leader of the world. Oh, I answer the question. The leader of the free world. How many, how many is, he, is he the president of? All right, do you want to take this by numeric? So you're going to equate. No, wait a second. How many countries Joe Biden is you're, a very simple question. You're going to equate the United simple. States of America with Nigeria. How many countries is Joe Biden the president of? One rather large one. Okay, there you go. That's what I wanted to hear from you. Now, how does every other country, they got 190-some countries, and they all have the same problems with inflation, high gas, can't get the stuff (laughs) shipped to them, all the same, every one of them has the same exact problem. And guess why they have it, Tom? Because the United and, States and, did and the wrong said, things. And you said yesterday... The United States did the wrong things. that Joe Biden was responsible 60% for the inflation. In the United now, States? How did you arrive at that? How did you arrive at 60% when every other country on the face of this earth has the same problem. But you're ignoring the fact, Tom, that the United States influences to an extreme degree what happens in the rest of the world. If we mess up, it creates worldwide implications. Now, are you going to tell me you don't remember the big crash in 1929? That was American-led, American-driven, and it brought on worldwide recession. So you could choose not to blame Joe Biden for everything, but let's face it, the United States, if it makes a big misstep, the rest of the world suffers. 
well, what about what about the other countries? Maybe they made a big misstep. Well, I think something happening in Guatemala wouldn't necessarily impact the United States of America. Well, I, would, I would I would think that uh, this this. Uh, Tom, you're COVID talking about pandemic, inflation, right? COVID pandemic inflation. that uh, affected the whole world. Tom, let me ask you a question. It affected all 195 of those countries. I would think that that played a a major, major, major influence in the problems that we have right now. Tom, let me ask you a quick question. Is there any culpability at all whatsoever of Biden administration policies that relate to inflation? Well, maybe some. I don't. I, I would give him maybe... Ten oh, percent. That's if, accurate. If, if, if. Now you, you you guys talk about this money that was given out. Well, you know who gave all that money out? That was under the Trump administration. With Democrat support and encouragement. Well, my Democrat <laughs> support, but it was given out under under Donald Trump. But what about the second stimulus package? How would how did that go? No, it'd be the third. So what, really. the, what the stimulus package that that uh, Biden gave out? I guess he wanted to give like before he got elected. He wanted to give. What for two thousand dollars to each person, and the and the and uh, the Republicans would only go for what? For, it was either fourteen hundred or six hundred, and then when Biden got in, he either gave us the rest to, to make it to two thousand. I don't know if he gave it the six hundred or the fourteen hundred. And a major driver money, of inflation. But most of the money was given out by the guy that you keep sticking up for. That's who gave the money out. No. And that's the guy. Let's be honest. You know, the majority the of the money was uh, handed out during the Biden administration. To these, to these guys over this this NBS, Joe, how much do you think this $3 billion that was given to Mnuchin and... Uh, and uh, the Kushners is going to... How much do you think that's going to raise gas prices? Not a cent. Why doesn't? Where did that money come from? They sell oil. Okay, well, That's how much? Get their money. So you're going to blame inflation on Elon Musk trying offering some twenty or thirty billion dollars to buy forty uh, forty billion dollars to buy Twitter. You think that's going to drive I didn't inflation? Even talk about Elon Musk. No, I'm talking but, about I'm talking about. But uh, you're missing the concept. Uh, Trump's, it's a, Trump's kids, and I'm talking about Steve Mnuchin. You're missing the concept. Combined, got three billion dollars. Tom, you're missing the off, concept. Off, off of a company okay, that makes money selling oil. You don't want to hear anything. Listen, Tom. The problem is you're talking about individuals, not government driving the economy or doing things in the economy. You know, the last time we had somebody that could really influence the economy like that, it was, I uh, can't think of the guy's name, uh, one of the robber barons of the 1890s. Uh, Rockefellers? No, 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 no. Um, God, the guy with the big nose. I can't think of his W.C. name. W.C. Fields? <laughs> no, he had a big <laughs> nose, but not him. <laughs> but, you know, we actually had, Teddy Roosevelt actually had to go to him to ask, ask, ask him to bail out the federal government to correct our mistakes. So, I mean, what happens in the economy is driven by a lot of different things. But when the government is irresponsible, that's a big problem. Well, and we've already identified things that impact inflation as energy policy. Well, President Biden's in charge of that now. Uh, if you're talking about the supply shortage, union truckers and uh, U.S. policy relates to that, particularly about what's going on in California, the shortage of workers. President Biden can have an well, impact on that. Even the supply chain chain where he wouldn't allow non-union drivers into the ports to help take away the, the products. So, 
Interest rates, a lot of things. The president has a quite a bit of impact, he but does. is not solely responsible no, for that. Not Certainly solely. not more than 50%. The globe is in charge of that. I say 60. All right, Tom, we're going to let you wrap I up. Say, I, say, I say no more than 10%. Okay, that's fine. We got and I'm going to give Joe a new name. Joe Minimizer McGranahan. <laughs> well, that's because better than anytime, the... <laughs> anybody, anytime like, like me or Chris or somebody calls up, what does he do? He starts minimizing the minimizing what they say. Tom the maximizer. You got to minimize it or, or go on damage control, and this is exactly what Have he's you doing ever, again. You realize it's, this program is about all, uh, different viewpoints. It's not about just let's hear Tom's liberal rant or let's hear Stan's well, yeah, conservative well, let's hear, rant. Let's hear Joe's right wing rant and his right wing sticking up for right wing right wing. Uh, <laughs> and of course, you don't stick up, you don't stick up and for anybody on the left. Everybody else down that don't agree with him. And, right, and you don't do the same thing with people on the uh, <laughs> on your side of the aisle. Come enough. on, be enough. fair. Hey, it's your show. It's your show. I only get up to get to go on a little bit. You do it all day long. You and. All you and Ben Reichel, you it guys just seems are like brothers. all day long. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Tom. Thank hey, you. Hey, thanks, Tom. Always fun talking to you. Tom Take the care. Maximizer. All right. Now I've got to get in the clown car now. <laughs> <laughs> And drive away. At least it's a Ford from the Sunbury Motor Company. I, don't, I want to be Clarabelle, the con. You remember Clarabelle? It was on uh, Buffalo no, Bob. And no, Howdy I don't Doody. remember that other one. Em- Emmer- Emmett Kelly was one of the greatest clowns ever. He was, no, do you ever no, see the movie no. Circus? Or what was that movie with Charles? I don't Hasman? know any clowns other than Bozo. The Greatest Show on Earth. You ever see The Greatest Show on Earth, the movie? A long time ago. Emmett probably. Kelly actually was in that movie. Okay, super. All right, good to know. People of Tom's age and my age remember Emmett Kelly. <laughs> he was the star clown of Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey. Circus. The most famous clown in the world now is in It. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Clowns have since become rather evil. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Now that we got the Stan and the Tom uh, on Stan's Mind and on Tom's Mind segments out of the way, we got open phones. We can talk about the topic of your selection. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at on the market at and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM, uh, media carrying different viewpoints of subway shooters, depending upon or any shooter, if they're black or white. It was part of our topic, and President Biden intricately or minimally involved in our current inflation spiral. What's your view on those topics? 1-800-795-9565. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Send in the clouds. Ah, there we go. Thank you so much. Rob Setters, our fabulous producer on the other side of the glass. Kevin Herr has, I think, a half day today. I don't think he even took a whole day off. I have no idea why, but uh, we'll harass him he tomorrow. He went to see Elton John. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's out all day today. 
Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. Who knew? I did. I just so did you. I. Yeah, so everybody did knew. Right, okay. We all see, knew. see, I gave up Facebook. So you didn't get the memo. I gave up <laughs> Facebook, so I don't know who's doing what. Did he post something from Facebook? Yes, he did last. Or on Facebook. All a right. Picture of he and his son enjoying uh, getting ready to go to Elton John's concert. Wow. Okay. Good for him. All right. Super duper. All right. So. We'll hear some piano music today. (laughs) All right, Bob, thank you for waiting through the break. You're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Good morning. I see we're we're still persecuting people uh, uh, to appear when this Trump invasion of of the Capitol. Uh, You know, Adam Schiff is back in the picture again, and he's the one that pushed the Russian collusion. He's got a job. Millie's the one that told China, he said, we're going to call you before you invade. He's still a god. And Fauci's on, and he's, he's selling more lies than, you know, his nose should be longer than Pinocchio's. And he's still got a job. So, you know, I don't understand what's going on. These people are not really credible people if they keep lying. Well, I agree. There's certainly some concern about what the veracity, or at least the flip-flopping of some of them. The other thing I'd like to bring up is uh, jump to the head of your class. I just I saw I had the honor of two weeks ago to see our uh, Admiral uh, Levine in full uniform. Uh, I believe if you looked at the system, she was in our, our Culver situation here in Pennsylvania. She moved down to the swamp, disappeared for a long time, and arose as a as, uh, highest paid female uh, admiral in the medical thing, field. I thought she was a pediatrician. So just like the swimmers and whatever, there was probably enough uh, men in the line that he would never make a, make a number, like he would have been 39th in the list, and that didn't suit him, so when he became trans, he could jump to the letter, head of the line, get ahead of all these women that have worked all their lives for this credibility, and now, be, now became the uh, admiral in the, in the, in the uh, medical field. So when, when the advertiser, when we say transgender uh, Levine, and, 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 and female instead of just saying she's a female because back in World War II she would have never made the first inspection into the military. Why do you say that? Well, I'm sure there was no Cough. transgender limitation <laughs> then. There was zero limitation. Cough, they say when they, you know, in the line when they did their physical. Oh, okay. She would have made that. So what, what based? Uh, so she uh, has the advantage of having uh, transitioned to a woman halfway through her career, and that helped her get to the top. Based on the good work that she has done in the military uh, medical service, what would you say was the best thing she ever did in the military medical service, and what would you say was the worst thing she ever did in the military medical service? Well, I don't know, but I but uh, uh-huh. I thought you there were we go. Okay, so there's the key. You don't know. Just wanted to point that out. You don't know appreciate anything about that. it other than the fact that she's t- transgender, which I can appreciate, and it is quite. That's possible. a third class of human being. In your view, yep, this is an yep, opinion. In my view, show. yes. Gotcha. What's worse than transgender? I'm curious. Well, I the liberal. He's given up on you. What's? Oh no, I said what's worse. Oh, is that I him? Said, yes, that's him. He hung up. Oh, so maybe nothing's worse than transgender. <laughs> All right, so we'll take. Uh, oh, yeah, we'd have a speedy dialer opportunity here. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Yeah, if you don't know something, call me. I'll be more than happy to point it out <laughs> to you. One eight hundred seven nine. Joe well, does it to me. Point out your own faults on a daily, <laughs> daily, hourly, minutely basis. All right, let's get back to this clown. Why was he so famous? Emmett Kelly. Yeah, he just was. He was one of his classic bits was working with a, sto- a spotlight and a broom, and he would go around the um, the ring of the circus, and he uh-huh. would be sweeping the spotlight. It was amazing coordination between Emmett Kelly and the spotlight operator. Okay. 
uh, he was just a, he was just a very funny guy. Okay. He was in the warm, friendly clown tradition, not the murderous, <laughs> evil clowns. That Child we have killing today. clowns. Right. Yeah, we got to switch. We got to get. We got to redeem clowns. So I mean, if I'm going to get in the clown car, I would rather have Emmett Kelly driving it than it. Yeah, the clown car is pretty much a hearse anymore in modern movies. Listen, right. let, let's be honest about Joe Which, Biden. Oh, Joe Biden and, is and culpability. Inflation. Yeah, you know, the, the people on the left who call in the program and say, oh, he had nothing to do with it. There's everything in the world that's conspiring against yeah. him. Tom conceded 10%. Okay. You know, I'm willing to concede that, you know, maybe 60% is a little harsh on him, but here's the fact that he could be doing things to stop it or slow it down, and he's not doing them. He won't loosen up American energy. His idea is release well, wait, wait, a million gallons. What about the ethanol change? His, the... his idea is to release a million gallons a day from the strategic reserve, right, into, which is something we might need. And to ease regulations. On ethanol, right? He isn't easing regulations on pipelines, on drilling, on making it easier well, for us to become energy independent. Well, there's plenty of drilling opportunities. And now, there you go with that nine thousand again, and most of them, you know, they haven't gotten permits for it yet. Well, they that's haven't because gotten, Joe, if you had a thousand dollars to invest, would you say, "Oh, let's drill oil in the Anwar region"? No investor in their right mind is going to invest in oil. But anyway, okay, not, so back not with the governments, not with the administration. It has nothing to do with it. In, yes, it in does. In twenty years, we're not going to need any of. It. How the, about an investment that's going to last? The administration is anti-fossil fuels. Let's face it. There's and no argument about Keystone that. you want Keystone XL pipeline. So you want us to give permission to a Canadian company to tear through cemeteries and other sacred They're lands. and just private cemeteries or sacred Yes, land. they are. And they want to go through a lot of private land through eminent domain so that they can get to the Gulf of Mexico and ship crude oil off sea or offshore. Why is that going to lower you your prices why here? Why do you think... All right. Tom was talking about all these countries having all these problems. If America can help solve the world's inflationary pressures, should we not be doing that? And wouldn't we be helping ourselves at exactly the same moment? Well, yes, we should. And I think President Biden can certainly make changes but that not. will lower inflation. Well, he has done some, but not enough in your view. Well, Maybe not enough in my view either. But this idea that he's like he's got his finger on some sort of a dial that raises right, or lowers the, inflation. Let's take the border, for instance. All these people streaming across our southern border. Highly they wind up. They wind yes. up somewhere. They wind up taxing school districts. They wind yep. up uh, sucking up our social services because we don't just let them in here and starve them. We give them cell phones. We feed them medical care. Costs, right. All of this costs money, and Biden isn't doing a thing, not a darn thing to stop it or even cut it back. Right. So there's. that's how he's getting up to 40 or 50 percent. With me it is, yes. With oil is 10 percent. With, uh, let's see, what else? Food prices, other than the ethanol corn connection, it probably doesn't have too much impact on Instead of trying prices. to actually solve the problem, he's content to just come out with his bite, bite, uh, Putin price Putin, <laughs> Putin, okay. Putin well, there we go. Yeah, that's, that's a non-starter. That's not going to work. Uh, next week, that won't work. It might work a little bit this next week. Next week, he'll be back to blaming the meat industry again, uh, the meat packers. And then Republicans, and then clowns. You're listening to WK, okay, Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Uh, we have an invited guest on the show we're going to talk to in one split second. Charlie Garreau, the gubernatorial candidate, was going to be on the radio this morning. He postponed 24 hours. Uh, he's up in Center County. He can tell you why he was up there tomorrow, but uh, he's in Center County. There. Nope, I guess it's being done in Harrisburg. Yes, yeah, done in the Capitol steps. Okay, so yeah. And if the inclement weather, it'll be in the Capitol Rotunda. All right, so there you go. Political activities are underway uh, in Harrisburg and Washington. So we'll talk about Charlie Garreau, or with Charlie Garreau tomorrow. Ben Reichley will be in. Uh, Joe gets to take the day off. We have news headlines uh, coming up. But uh, we invited one individual to contact us. And, uh, well, actually, she said, asked if she could call the show. And this will be Deborah Betts, chairman of the Northumberland County Republican Party. Uh, yesterday I said, or well, one of our good listeners said that the Northumberland County Party wasn't allowing one particular candidate to get equal standing within the party and uh, assistance. And I have a feeling Deborah's here to say that that's not true. So, Deborah, thank you so much for calling in. Very, very much appreciated. Well, well good morning to you. I appreciate thank it. Thank you for. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me. No problem. So does Northumberland County have a closed primary? We have we have an endorsed uh, candidates that we have done, and um, we're, we're looking forward to pushing them through to the general election. Um, I did get uh, some confirmation that Joanne Stare, or Stare was uh, running for state committee uh, or state candidate, but the problem was is we didn't find that out until after the petitions were in um the problem we had was kurt moster unfortunately had announced late that he was not going to uh run again so we didn't find out until sunday late afternoon um so that gave us like four days to come up with somebody that we were going to be able to run for that position we ended up having two candidates. Ron Tanny was one. The other one was Penelope Murphy. Both of them were outstanding people in the community. Um, Penelope was an entrepreneur, um, lifelong Republican, just amazing, um, and Ron Tanny. However, um, we had to endorse someone, and we felt as though Ron Tanny was the best person at that time. Um, <clears throat> we were unaware of Joanne at all until, like I said, after the petition. What, may I, um, what, oh, may I ask, may I ask yeah. why you had to endorse someone? It's not required. No, it's not required. But what we did is we found out that the state, the, the Republican State Party was not endorsing, and we felt it was important to keep unity in our community and in our uh, county by endorsing a person. We have a very large uh, committee, and we have about 100 people on our committee, 85 that show up on a regular basis. The problem is, is when you're passing petitions for 30 different candidates, you're going to aggravate your Republican people that are signing petitions, and you're, you're not going to get the help you need from the people in the committee to pass those petitions. So we felt like it was important to, um, to keep the unity by having everybody follow one person per, per position. But why not just encourage people to run? I understand you want unity. I get that. So you want to endorse somebody. You want to sort of handpick somebody to be the candidate that's being talked about and endorsed and signage mm -hmm. and whatever else you do to help them move along. But why not encourage? Are you sure that Ron Tanney is the most electable? Are you sure that he's the, the best candidate? You know, this 
pushes the other two candidates off to the side. Right. Well, uh, Penelope Murphy will not be running. She had to pull out because there was a problem with her petitions. Um, amazing woman, great person, just and, and Republican just wasn't able to get the correct petitions. Um, as far as Joanne, I do feel like we picked the right person because in this situation, um, I had talked to Joanne the day before uh, that Jim was on the uh, WOKOK. And when I spoke with her, I had actually um, given her number to the Daily Item along with Ron Tanny's. I didn't have to do that. I called to make sure it was okay with her. didn't have to do that. Um, and I actually had spoken to Howard, who is the chair of the Schuylkill County Republican Party, and he had requested we have a uh, debate, which what I'm absolutely up for. Um, but what... What Joanne wanted is she wanted me to go out and uh, do her work for her, which was plan a meet and greet, um, give her all our uh, committee members' numbers and phone numbers and their names. And that's not something they like to have out there for people. Did you do uh, any of that? A, Did she, you... does have a she does have a committee in her county, and she is allowed to go to them and ask them for phone numbers and to get the help at the pools that she wants. But I, I just didn't feel that it was appropriate for me to give out phone numbers of our committee members that really don't like them being given out. Did you give those numbers to Ron Tanney and his campaigners? No, I did not. Did you hold any meet and greets for Ron Tanney? No, I did not. Did you circulate his petitions? Yes, we did. But you won't circulate Joanne's? It's too late now. We didn't, well, back in we the didn't day. circulate Joanne's because we did not know Joanne was even running. Nobody nobody contacted us. You didn't know after. at the time. No, I got you. Nobody, okay. We had no idea that those petitions were out. And, and I do feel like Ron Tanney is a perfect person between these two that are running because, listen, you don't run to the newspaper to WKOK as soon as things don't go your way. You don't stomp your feet and carry on. That's not going to work when you go to the state the state to represent your community or your district. I think I just you've saw... Gotta how, you've got to learn how to communicate um, and be respectful to people and try and get things done that way, not run off and, uh, and tantrum. That's not that's not what you do. I think actually I that is how you them, get things done. I even done. say, hey, listen, you know, if <laughs> you're the candidate that gets through, we'll be happy to do fundraising for you. This, what, what took place yesterday, just kind of puts a bad taste in somebody's mouth. This is not creating unity. This is what causes division. Well, when someone's excluded, they, they're not interested in unity. I think when somebody feels as though they've been marginalized or oppressed or they're not included, I think they have every right to stomp their feet and contact the media and hold a tantrum. I think people don't, and I, and I think part of that is just, I think it should be open to everybody and everybody should get equal help. But that is not what political parties are all about. The Republican GOP is, or North Carolina County GOP, is a private club. It's like if all of a sudden you're pounded on the door at the Kiwanis Club and said, you have to let me in. That's not how it works. You can stomp your feet and have a tantrum all you want. And this is the same thing. Northumberland County GOP does not want her in. She can contact the media every single day, and Jim can call us every day, but she ain't getting in the Northumberland County Republican Party. That doesn't sit well with me, but it's it's not well, my club. Minute. I didn't say she couldn't come to us and get help. She, we absolutely would do a debate. Do I feel like it's my job 
to run out and get her meet and greets right now? No, I don't. I don't feel. I have. I have six other candidates. I have to push that we endorse. Well, she's well, invited and to come those on are the here. Ones and that I am working hard for. Well, go. And, and I can't just stop, drop, and roll for Joanne because Joanne <laughs> called me and wants this done, and then when it's not done her way, she's going to throw a tantrum. Well, I, I agree with you. You're not responsible for holding meet and greets for her, but I do take issue with the fact that you're unwilling to provide her the names of the committee people because well, every time I've run for office, I've always known who the committee people were, and I've always, at least as a matter of courtesy, contacted them. And I know the committee people that I've dealt with over the years have always appreciated the courtesy of being called by someone who's going to run and just saying, hey, do you have any questions for me? I know that you've endorsed another candidate, but, uh, you know, if you have any questions for me, I'd be happy to talk to you and answer them. What's wrong with that? She's welcome to get that from the Board of Elections. That's, you know, I cannot give out those phone numbers. That is, I'm being responsible for my committee members who don't like their phone numbers just being given out. And listen, I don't know, did you call all the different counties and get that information? Who did you get it from, the chairs? Right. Did the chairs provide you with, with that information? Yes. When I've, when I've run for office and, uh, and I've needed to talk to committee people, I've been able to get it from the county chairman, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be happy to ask my committee and, and see how they feel about giving them to her. But. I feel the way she went about it was wrong. She could have, you know, sat down, talked to me a little bit better about it instead of just running off and and saying things that she said. And, and you know, she didn't say that I helped her get information for the daylight and for the ads and, and things like that. I helped her in other ways. Okay, I gotcha. I can't be responsible for her right now. All I right. have too much on my plate with the people we endorse. Gotcha. All right. Well, thank you so much for the explanation. Tell all of your candidates they have an open mic here anytime, as do all candidates. So, Joanne and and Ron. Yeah, we haven't interviewed Ron yet, so we're hoping to hear from him. Make sure he contacts us. Well, thank you so much. Anything else to add to our good good discussion? No, just that we have a really strong United uh, County as far as when it comes to committee for the Republicans. And they are hard workers, and they're smart people. So... I mean, if they're willing to give up their phone numbers and they're okay with me handing it over to Joanne, I'll give up the ones that people said they will give up. Fair right, enough. Gotcha. Yep. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for calling in. Very much appreciated, yeah. Deb. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. You Take betcha. care. That is uh, Deb Bye-bye. Betts. She is the chair of the Northumberland County Republican Party, responding to the call that we got yesterday from Jim from Ashland, who said uh, Joanne Stirr, a candidate from Schuylkill County, uh, and there's overlap of the 107th district that Kurt Mosser's, uh, I guess, are not running for, uh, that uh, Schuylkill County's part of that. So that's why you hear that. She's not, uh, or Jim's not 100% happy that they're not getting all... Pulling, you know, the Northumberland County Republicans aren't pulling all the stops to help Joanne, but um, well, you heard Deb Betts's view on that. So, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our open phone. Let's launch right into headphone headlines. But we invite you to contact us one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us at on the mark at wkok.com, which one individual has done, and you can text us at seven zero two three six, as a couple of folks have done. We got a couple of uh, uh, texts ready to go, so we'll be looking at those shortly as well. So, on the mark sponsor.
dealership of the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open, 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Uh, news headlines. Volunteer firefighters are being called to wildfires and brush fires again lately, and the advisory's out from volunteers and others. This is brush fire season. Be very careful if you're doing any burning outdoors. Make sure you keep your outdoor fires contained so they don't spread to the woods and fields. It's a huge bump on the road on Route 15, and it is unsafe, and in the months ahead, it is going to be 100% fixed. We learned yesterday that the railroad is going to make repairs. The railroad will be planning some patching work here when the asphalt plants open up. They do review that crossing routinely and are aware of the concerns and are taking action. PennDOT Assistant District Executive Gerald Wirtz said in a news conference yesterday that they will make a sturdy, the railroad will place a sturdy crossing there that will last for years to come and prevent any future settlement of that rail line. It's owned by the Union County Industrial Rail Line, and they are making repairs this summer, so help is on the way. Penn Live is reporting today with a little bit more than a month to go before the May 17th primary. Republican gubernatorial candidate Doug Mastriano holds the lead in the crowded field of candidates vying for the party's nomination. The poll shows Mastriano, a state senator from Franklin County with 19% support from among the 502 likely GOP primary voters who were polled between April 7th and 9th by Eagle Consulting Group, a Republican consulting firm based in Harrisburg. He was followed by former federal prosecutor Bill McSwain of Chester County and with 12.75% support. Former Congressman Lou Barletta of Luzerne County had 11% support, and businessman Dave White of Delaware County had 7%. All the rest of the candidates, Jake Corman, Joe Gale, Charlie Giroux, Melissa Hart, Nietzsche Zama, all got less than 2% support in that latest poll. You can read those poll numbers at WKOK.com. A bill banning the use of private money to pay for elections in Pennsylvania has been approved by the state Senate. Our correspondent, Mark Sims, is following that story. Senator Lisa Baker says the bill is in response to the use of grant money which some counties received from the Center for Tech and Civic Life during the 2020 election. If we do not shut off this valve now, each side will figure out ways to get their funders to engineer ways to get more of their votes cast. There is nothing good government in that. But Senator Sharif Stree expressed disappointment that the Senate rejected an amendment he offered that would have provided counties with $9 million to help run elections. To say the counties can't use outside money, but we're not going to give you the money either. That is replicating inequity. The bill passed the Senate on a 37 to 12 vote and now goes to the House. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. If you think the rich are paying their fair, ter- fair, fair share of taxes, think again. An investigation by ProPublica looked at tax returns of the 25 richest Americans and found that over a four year stretch, they made $400 billion but only paid $13 billion in taxes. That's about 3.4%. Compare that to the average American who pays about 21% in federal income tax.
And finally, California is moving forward with efforts to provide reparations for descendants of slaves. A task force will eventually decide what should be provided. The efforts being led by the Reverend Amos Brown, the head of the NAACP in San Francisco, where CBS's Kenny Choi attended a meeting of supporters of reparations. A fiery speech demanding California lead the way in what's already a first-of-its-kind mission and advancement in the country for reparations. This black community will not going to back down on reparations. Part of the two-day summit kicking off today is to discuss what kind of plan the nine-member task force will present to the state legislature in 2023. Advocates say compensation could include free college, housing assistance, and grants to churches and organizations. That is Kenny Choi reporting for CBS on reparations, free college housing assistance uh, being talked about, and grants to churches and other organizations. And yet, Black Lives Matter, which could be providing help to those people who are spending their money buying mansions. Are they still doing that? Yes, okay. they are. All right. Well, they don't represent anybody. So, all right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is well, it's a bona fide organization. There's no doubt about that. But it's not. Uh, it's not the NAACP for heaven's sake. No, all they're right. not. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us at on the market and you can text us at seven zero two three six. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Good rock and roll bumper music. Thank you so much, Rob Centers, our fabulous producer. On the other side of the glass, Kevin Hurst probably still sleeping or still... Well, who knows? All right, so 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Joe, is there something you want to read on yeah, that screen? Yeah, Mark, are you saying that in 20 years there will be no need for oil? Look around you, Mark, at all the plastic in the room. You're <laughs> in, and then tell us how we don't need oil. Is there any plastic in here? Well, yeah, that's plastic. <laughs> That's plastic. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't think we're going to need as much oil for uh, vehicles in 20 years. But I think we'll probably always need petroleum, and it's too integral in our society you know, for plastics and lubricants and for highly volatile fuels. So we we'll probably always need oil. Then they ask, Mark, please tell us what good Dr. Levine has done for the health of Pennsylvanians. Certainly wasn't anything good for senior citizens with COVID. Well, I think if you want to have a broad discussion about what you did for Pennsylvania, good and bad, we can do that. I didn't say anything about Pennsylvania. I said this U.S. military service that she's involved in, this medical military service, and that is not the right name of it. I don't know anything about it, but either did our good caller. He just said she was doing a terrible job and obviously got to the top by being transgender. So... 
I just think that you know if you're not informed on it, that's you, you can't really say that. If you, if once he knows what he's talking about, and then he says, okay, I've researched it, and guess what? She slept her way to the top, or whatever. <laughs> then you can say that, but uh, he nobody knows. Well, let's hope he not. doesn't know. And then uh, Biden isn't even. Oh, Tom, Biden isn't even the president of the USA. He's a puppet of China and Putin. I thought Trump was a Putin puppet. We got a lot of Putin puppets. Yeah, Putin I don't price think, hikes and Putin puppets. I don't think Putin can have two puppets, can he? I think you know what we're doing now is we're blaming everything on Vladimir Putin. Yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> but yeah, I I don't think. Besides, if Biden's a Putin puppet, why would why would Putin be pulling the strings to make him get more sanctions and all those weapons that are killing Russians? Well, I don't know that. Uh, you know, first of all, they they are now going to send Ukraine helicopters. Yesterday they said they wouldn't do it. Now today they're reversing themselves and saying they oh, will good. send Thank eleven. Heaven. Yeah, long eleven helicopters. You know, we are sending stuff. I guess that was the result of yesterday of the president's uh, one hour, almost one hour talk with Vlad, uh, with um, Zelensky. Mm-hmm. So that's encouraging. All right. All so right. We have one yeah, call I, on I the just line don't think Biden is, uh, or I don't think Biden is Putin puppets. I think Trump was Putin's puppet and still is, and and uh, of course Joe Biden is Xi's puppet. Right. Well, that could be. He's somebody. He's somebody's puppet. Somebody's pulling the strings. <laughs> Joe can't pull all those strings himself. He can't even find them. <laughs> He found the strings, but he's not sure what they are. All right. Anyway, Dan, thank you for waiting while we read all that printed material. You're on the mark. Hey, good morning, guys. Well, you wonder why when Biden's administration came in, they reversed everything that the last administration done. The last administration, and we had stability, fairly stable economy. We were uh, respected all over the world. And all of a sudden, Biden's economy, they came, Biden's administration came in and they reversed everything on its head. Why, let me ask each of you, why do you think that happened? I'm sorry. Why, why would someone do that? Because he didn't agree with it politically, and his base didn't agree with it. So oh, why did Biden overturn things? Right. right. Well, yeah, you hear that a lot, though. People say, "Okay, but well, why would you ruin a, a good economy? Why would you let the border almost wide open? It's only going to get worse. It's going to double the people coming across. Why? Why? If you're telling me the truth, Joe, what you fail to recognize, this was a deliberate attempt to globalize the United States so we fit in with the new world economy. Uh-huh. This is deliberate. Yep, it's a great it's, reset. I try to tell Joey, don't yep, listen to me. <laughs> yep, exactly. It's a great reset. And this is, and let, I don't think it's going to change for the better no matter what happens, but we can only hope it does. But I don't think it'll change because the globalists, we're the last bastion of freedom and we're the last place on earth that recognizes freedom mostly. And they, they can't have that in a global society, one world government. They gotta get us fitting in with the rest of the world. So that's why things happened the way they did. 
you know, that's why you have the Biden administration changing everything, even though he ran as a moderate. His handlers are a, are a bringing in the new world order. So how are we going? Who's going to run this new world order? Who's going to be in charge? Yeah, well, a couple of the elitists. Not, not you, you Joe. Read about it. If you get who are the elitists? That, Which elitists? All you have to do is that some of your callers. I'm not online. I can't tell you where to get it. But you had callers that told you right where to get the information. I'll give you some information, Joe. <laughs> you, you can get it if you want it, but if you don't want to believe it, that's that's. No, I just ask you. You're talking decision. about it as if you know it's a fa- it's going to happen. I just want to know who's going to run it. Oh, it's real, baby. Who's going to run it? Democrats, not you. You'll yeah, be off the list. Paul Schraub's one of them. Who? One of the elitists. Who? Claude Schwab. I don't even know who he is. Yeah, well, you you look, Claude you Schwab. get on there and do, I know a couple people told you where to find it. I'm not online. Klaus Schwab. I, had, oh, I Klaus get Schwab. my stuff okay. from the Bible and from other sources. No, well, this, Dan is right. Klaus Martin Schwab is a German yep. engineer and economist. In 1971, he founded what is now the World Economic Forum, and that's the Great Reset, in case you haven't heard, Joe. So he's he, failed he miserably if he took it over in 71 and he hasn't made any further progress. Well, no, he's... Uh, it's working together, right? It's got a long, long, long way to go. He's not yeah, done yet. it's coming, and... Uh, it's coming faster than you can realize because the United States, we still want to stick to what we've always been. But with the new, the new ideas coming in across why we are, they're trying to change us, and especially through the school system, they can get us, get people changed. Right, they can get the kids indoctrinated. You can look it up, Joe. I suggest you do with an open mind. And it's coming. Nothing on his his biography indicates he's trying to take over the world. Well, he's part of the system to, to implement it. He's part of it to implement it. He's not, you know, it... And uh, why is everything global now? You know, it's a global economy. He's definitely a globalist. Okay. All right, we got yep. you, Dan. Thank I you know. so much. Thanks, Dan. Yep. Take care. You right. guys have a happy Resurrection Day. You too. Yep, thank you. Yep. Happy Monday, Thursday. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Hold on, callers. We'll be right back. All right, thank you so much. Mr. Rob Center is back at the anchor desk, or the producer's desk, while Kevin takes the day off. One of our good listeners says, hey, here's a listening suggestion, Mark. Get a local farmer on the show to explain what's going to drive the cost of food higher. Crop input costs are going through the roof. Yeah, that's a good idea. I agree. Uh, And we did do that on Sunrise, our early show, but we can certainly do it on this show also. Chris, thank you so much for waiting all that time. Much appreciated. You're now on the mark. Yeah, I like the way that uh, your conservative callers on this show tend to fall into one of two groups. The one that believes that uh, Biden is is senile and incompetent and hardly knows where he is most of the time, and the other half who thinks he's the head of a major crime family and is 
successfully stole ele- an election. And Putin's I think puppet. They should try to get their stories straight. <laughs> and you can't be Putin's puppet and all those things also. <laughs> but you can be Xi's puppet. Right, you can be a Xi puppet. You're right, no yeah. argument there. Made in China. I don't think Xi likes... Uh, he was doing okay under Trump. Doing better under Biden. One thing I did Biden. like Trump doing was doing the copyright stuff he did on them. I did like that. Okay, what else? But, yeah, and... Um, I see that Mark Meadows voted illegally for Trump, apparently. <laughs> what, in Washington? I didn't see that. What's that about? Oh, he, he voted in North Carolina when he was living in Virginia, and he had his home address as a double trailer that he bought and never lived in a day in North Carolina and voted in North Carolina. They took him off the rolls today for doing that in North Carolina. But in a, but and uh, the the people who are being prosecuted or persecuted, as some people think, poor saps, I think. But that's, <laughs> that's my opinion. But they, uh, the one guy's now, his defense is Trump wanted me to do it. I thought I was following legal orders from Trump to go down and break into the building and steal stuff. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, <laughs> that's not a defense. I can tell you right. I, I can preempt justice and tell you right now. That's like saying my grandmother told me to go rob a grocery store. They're gonna. <laughs> I'm the one that did it, not grandma. She did mention that grocery prices were too high, so I assume that meant I was supposed to steal them. But they're 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 going through the legal system. I don't see any great persecution going on. Of, uh, of those folks, they, they're getting uh, minimal sentences for the most part. Right. Well, so, they're pretty sorry. Well, if they broke in, they deserve to be punished. I'm sorry, well, they do. Yeah. Common sense would tell you that that's not something that's legal. And if you can't, if you're too dumb to figure hey, out that you can't break into Trump. the Capitol, they don't have common sense. Oh yes, they do. <laughs> Come on now. Be and nice. Then I got accused yesterday of uh, never giving any statistics, and I think. I give a lot of statistics when I call in on the show. In fact, maybe only Lance gives more statistics. <laughs> that could be. He knows his and numbers. He, yep, he, he likes his numbers. But uh, and, and as far as the, the inflation goes, if you go back, look at the non-political commentators on the economics, they all agreed that the oil price was going up after the December-January peaks in COVID because of the return of the economy, and that was causing the rise in prices. And then after that, it started actually going down, or seemed like it was about to turn the corner and go down when it became apparent that Putin might invade Ukraine and that started a spike that went up from uh, 95 or $7 for the most part to 120 something per, uh, per uh, barrel of oil, the crude oil prices. And then that would come back down to the 95, 97, but the prices haven't even come close to coming back down to what they were when the prices were that beforehand. 
It's called record profits. And record profits for the oil companies. They're going to set a record this quarter, apparently. Joe Biden, like Sergeant Schultz, knows nothing, did nothing. Not my Uh, fault. uh, Not my fault. He didn't do what you're claiming. That's the point. No, I'm not saying Joe Biden did uh, did anything perfectly. I'm saying that that when you look at the oil prices and the coming food prices because of Ukraine, that is definitely because of the Russian invasion in Ukraine. All right, we'll we'll give you the last word. We got a caller waiting. Go ahead, Chris. Last word. Yep. Bye. Oh, thank Bye. you. All right. Bye. Thanks for calling. All right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is the telephone number. Email us at on the at wkok.com and text us at seven zero two three six. Doctor Rachel Levine is a commissioned officer in the United States Public Health Service. Not Mark. in the military. All right. It's not. It's not military. It's. It has a military uh, hierarchy. It ranks. Right. Like thank the military. you. Uh, and one of our good listeners says, "Oh, they caught me again." Uh, in 20 years, we're not going to need any of it. Regarding oil, are you aware of some new technology that will power an airliner by then, Mark? <laughs> All right, yeah, that are was you ba- aware Well, of yeah, batteries still not working. They have um, done flights with batteries, but guess what was in every passenger seat of the plane? A dummy. A battery. No, a battery. <laughs> so that didn't work. All right, Joseph, you're on the mark. Yes, uh, evidently you guys, uh, your listeners have been watching Back to the Future when uh, what's his name come back from the future and he just put a couple banana peels in the Lorian and took off, you know? <laughs> that was me. Anyway. Yes, I'm watching uh, that. Yeah, I have the answer for you. Oh. You uh, want to know who's going to run this new reset, this new world order. Oh, good. Uh, first you. of all, it can't come to pass until you destroy the No, we're not interested in that. We're, in, we're interested right? in who's going to run it. That, the question is who's well, going to run I'm it. I'm going to tell you that. Well, I want to I say why I'm going to say that. <laughs> the government is about control, am I right? You control the purse strings, you control the money. You cannot, you have to have a cashless society for the government to control everything. There's a difference so between... Every transaction that is uh, brought to pass. There's I a difference a between... Uh, Joseph, and I Joseph. The guy cash for it. Joseph, and, there's, a difference uh, between, there's a difference between governing and control. You know, governing by the consent that. of the governed that, that, is allowing there to be civil responsibility and order so that we don't live in chaos. To call well, it control is entirely wrong, I think. Well, uh, government wants to control everything you do. They want that. Here's my point. There has never been a time in the history of this earth that you could do away with cash and use credit. We know that with the credit cards and the, uh, it's all tra- electronic transfer. Trans- electronic funds transfer but they got to do away with the dollar and crash the the economy this is going to happen and then you you guys ought to know this you two the bible says that the antichrist is going to take over right and that'll be your one world government that everybody has to receive a mark in their right hand or their forehead in all probability a computer chip i have a mark on my forehead except you have this mark I already have a mark on my forehead. I had one on Ash Wednesday. What's Uh, that? I had a mark on my forehead on Ash Wednesday. You have one all the time. You're following the the great whore of Babylon, the Catholic Church. (laughs) Uh, Good Friday and Easter Sunday have nothing to do with the death, burial, and resurrection of our Savior. He died on Passover and rode three days and three nights hence. 
<laughs> the great whore of Babylon. Oh my God! You know the love, the love just, the love just oozes out of you, Joseph. It's always so refreshing to hear someone who just loves everybody so much. The great whore of Babylon. The, the Masons are Masons are satanic. Uh, the Olympics are satanic. I mean, come on. All the great Do you ever laugh, <laughs> just out of curiosity? The so-called Protestants come out of her. She's drunk with the blood of the saints. Oh. Inquisition, the Crusades. Hey, come on. Well, that explains a lot. More, more than 50 million souls down through the ages. The Catholic Church is responsible for them through the Inquisition, the Crusades. You he know, that's a fact. He got you on that one, Joe. Uh, let's go back to drunk with the blood from the saints. I, I'm fascinated by that. Who's drinking the saints' blood? It's a symbolic terminology. Don't make light of it. It's a symbolic terminology. You don't drink the blood of the Savior when you take communion, do you? Be you serious. drink wine or grape juice. Well, uh, no. In all my faith, we believe it's the blood of Christ. Right. Well, you Catholics believe all, anything <laughs> that Catholics. the Pope tells you. That's why you're so deceived. I and see. it's a shame. <laughs> uh, it really is because, uh, wow. In the end, you're going you're gonna to have to give an account for those things yeah. that you believe. And so will I, you know? Come on, Joe, be respectful. The guy's trying to tell you about the great whoremonger. You should be listening. <laughs> Not the great whoremonger, the great whore. Oh, a whore sorry. Babylon. Either way. All right, well, Joseph. That's what the Bible says. I didn't say it. Gotcha. The Bible says the Bible the Bible The Bible says the Catholic Church is the great whore of Babylon. I must have missed that the in my Bible. The language tells you what it is. She okay. commits fornication with the kings of the earth. I've been to the Vatican. You see ambassadors pull up there. Ambassadors from every country have an embassy there at the Vatican. She's committing spiritual fornication. That's called fornication. In Revelation 17, it says So how's that. that different from our ambassadors coming to this country and visiting Washington? Yeah, but not a church. This is a church. No, it's fact, a, they're not visiting a church, the Vatican, Joseph. Vatican City is the only city that is it's, it's a government all onto itself. It has right. a postal system, it's, it's a, a monetary system, everything. You're the defeating your own, you're, you're defeating your own argument. System. You're defeating your own argument. They go there because it's a country, not because it's a church. They go there because it's a country. It's a country within another country of Italy. It's a sovereign nation, the, the Vatican. Vatican City. Yeah. Right. And even Revelation 18 says it's that great city that reigneth over the kings of the earth. Hey, down to the, the uh, well. <laughs> okay, we got to go. Down to history, she reigned over Europe. Tick-tock, time's marching on. You against the Vatican, buddy, or you lose your head. Joseph, we'll give you the last word for some reason. Go ahead. <laughs> well, hallelujah. No, oh, uh, thank you. Passover is coming up. And then three days and three nights after that, we can celebrate the resurrection of our Hebrew Messiah, Yahshua the Messiah. Oh, Hallelujah. Well said. Don't follow this false one that the Pope has uh, preached to you. So Jesus Noted. is a false prophet, huh? No. Oh, yes, sir. Oh, he is? Oh, he okay. Is. okay, all right. That's not the name the Father gave him. Oh, I got you. <laughs> you were there, huh? English. You've seen the birth certificate? No, come on. No, no. Oh, yes, Joe, come Bible. on. It was supposed Read to be the last uh, one. Acts chapter 28, I think it is, where he, referred, he spoke in the Hebrew tongue. Yahshua did. Right. He said, I am Yahshua. That thou persecutes, he said to the, the, uh, Saul. All right, we got you, sir. Thank he you didn't so much. Speak English. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, sir. Hey, the name. Uh, happy no, I'm sure no, you were there. No more, the no more names. <laughs> Both of you, stand down. You're ruining the show. All right, we ought to take a quickie break. We'll be right back. Speedy dialers, now's the time. 1 800 795 9565. You can email us at onthemarket.com and you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Go, go, go. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician 
person who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, welcome back to Sequius. Look it up. It's the, day, it's the word of the day. Uh, lower right-hand corner, first of all. All right, the Republicans are using the same playbook Democrats used to get the last dictator out, signed Bob. All right, and then Doug. Doug says, it's funny to me how the left bring up January 6th almost every day. They want Trump to be convicted of something so badly, they will never stop talking about it. I would think the left would want him to be the Republican candidate again. After all, if uh, Biden well, really won... That's, let me stop real quick. That is very true. A lot of people want him yeah, to run because they can get beaten again. After all, if Biden really won and had more votes in the history of our country, it should be an easy win the second time around, right? <laughs> yeah, you got it, Doug. <laughs> Biden's going down. There's Doug no argument makes a lot of sense. That. Right. Biden is going down. Yeah, I think the January 6th uh, insurrection committee is probably feeding some of it. But do Republicans ever bring it up? I know they still claim their law and order, even they like to beat on cops. But bring up, yeah, right. The, the Republicans ever... just love to go beat up on cops. They've been to the forefront of defunding right. the police and doing all these terrible things that are leading to crime waves. So. They're the George Soros funders right, of they're the liberal district attorneys but who don't prosecute crime. Do Republicans ever bring up January 6th? I don't know. I do, because I think it was wrong, and I think it needs to be punished. Well, there's some... And if President Trump had a hand in it, if they can prove he did, he should feel the full weight of the law. And there's some real rhinos on the insurrection committee. I don't think believing in law and order makes you a bad Republican <laughs> or a bad Democrat for that matter. Oh, but you know, if you're pursuing Joe, somebody Joe, Joe, just Joe. Be- <laughs> if you're pursuing somebody just to get them politically, Joe, Trump but- is right. All else are wrong. No, I didn't say that. I look. I've seen your uh, website for the rhinos. I have no rhino website. You do. <laughs> Mark, you're on the you're on the mark. Strangely enough, go right ahead with Mark. Actually, you guys, you guys like to gamble a lot, don't you? <laughs> yeah, we do. Yes, we do. It's part of the. They show. actually pay us for it. So. <laughs> yes, that's a. Sometimes a, you ought to refund your. Your, your pay. <laughs> Thanks just a joking, lot. Just joking. I enjoy your show when I call in. Why, uh, the, the Republican primary is a joke. I mean, you think some of these uh, candidates that are pulling less than 10% would get out of the race, and then you get more of a, a feel of the, of the candidate and uh, the one that should probably get the nomination. Uh, it's so diluted that the, the winner uh, probably is not going to have more than 25%. Mark that's, has a, that's not a good situation. Mark, also on the border, all these people that are coming in are a security threat. Plus, a, 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 you got to worry about the COVID. And who's the expense of taking care of all these people? Uh, it's going to be a disaster overall for the country. I just They're talking $8 million, uh, more right. uh, over the, a period of the next three years. What do you so, want to uh, what do you think about that? 
Well, Mark has an opinion about the why these two or three percenters are hanging in the race that sounds plausible to me. Oh, well, no, I heard this yesterday in an NPR interview that one of the reasons they want all the people that are in the lower echelon of the polling to stay in is it further dilutes the opportunity for any of the newcomers, or the other ones in the race, to get a good yes. following. And they d- want Mastriano to stay in the lead. Yes, and I, I, I think that that's a, a false premise because... Uh, his personality is a little questionable, but I think uh, George Soros candidate uh, Shapiro is going to uh, have the edge because uh, he has one. Uh, he has 23 uh, attorney generals in this country, and, and Shapiro is one of them. So, and he's, he's smooth as ice as far as a politician goes. So, uh, the only other thing drawback for him though was uh, Biden's uh, disapproval ratings. Uh, that could eat into his. Uh, possible uh, getting elected, but uh, oh, yeah, he's going it's, down. A, it's amazing how the Republicans can shoot, shoot themselves in the foot, you know? <laughs> well, you know, I, I met the Attorney General, and we've talked to him on the air here. He seems like a reasonable guy. I don't, I, you know, yes, he's partisan, he's a Democrat, but I believe he shoots pretty straight. I mean, that's been my opinion. You, you think he should have won that race after Kathleen Kane's, uh, uh, you know, problems? I mean, that's just, uh, the Republicans didn't do a good job there. And, and, uh, I forget who the Republican, who was the Republican some, uh, candidate? there that helped. Uh, uh, no, he's one of 23. But you're right, he's very smooth. Who was the Republican candidate? I don't remember, do you? When Josh Shapiro won. Yeah, when Josh I Shapiro won. I don't remember. Well, they, I'll tell you what, the plurality out of the Philadelphia area was very strong. Very, very strong. They, no argument. They, and out of Pittsburgh. Yeah. As always. Allegheny County, too. All right, we got yeah. you, Mark. Thank you so well, much for Mark. calling yeah, in. Have a good Easter. Hey, you, you too. too, brother. Take care. Thank you for calling in. Hey, I want to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. They ordered up that Ford F-150 limited edition with all leather everywhere, even the bed liners, leather, and that thing for Joe. And that's going to be coming soon. It has this, that sort of dark or light bluish slate gray interior. And this uh, wonderful bluish tint on the outside. It's just a fantastic truck. has got lots of airbrushing and lights, LED lights all over the place and cameras. And it's a fantastic truck. We ordered it up for truck uh, for Joe. Four to six weeks delivery. And then it'll be here. And then he'll be tooling around in an F-150. Guess what it's going to get on the highway? Do you know what this EcoBoost motor does on the highway? 75? No. <laughs> 30. 30, 30 miles right. a gallon on the highway. That is just crazy. That's an EcoBoost V6. And it has enough torque to tow your old boat if you still had it or your new one if you get one. Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. I might cancel this order and get you an electric Ford Lightning instead. We'll see. I'll see you Monday. Have a great pagan holiday weekend. (laughs) Hey, you too, brother, you (laughs) whoremonger. This is WKOK Sunbury. 10 o'clock, time for the Dan Patrick Show.